further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, I want to talk about something today that has stuck with me since you preached a brilliant sermon oh, thank a while you. back. Mm-hmm. If any of our listeners have not heard it, they can go to Beaver Lodge Alliance Church's website mm-hmm. and look in the archived sermons. What was it called? It was the one about... It was on Romans. Romans, okay. Yeah, I think that's probably what it would be under. And so the captive phrase that you and I continue and continue to revisit is about mm-hmm. becoming a slave. What are you a slave to? Yes, And it's exactly. come up in our conversation so much that we just know our dear listeners love listening in on our conversations. Exactly. So we should invite them into this one because you and I have gotten a lot out of this one. Yeah. Yes. So give us the nutshell. The nutshell is uh, from Romans 6. Where Everybody hates that chapter. It's confusing. How can you have gotten something good out of that chapter? I, I don't know. Maybe because I was confused about the rest. And I was like, <laughs> this one I can get. But in the first part, right, um, Paul's just talking about, hey, we're no longer, slave is no longer, or sin is no longer our master. You know, mm-hmm. through death, we've been raised to new life, that sort of thing. And then it gets down to chapter 16, and all of a sudden it got... Not he, chapter. Not chapter, sorry. Verse 16. Yeah. And Paul kind of changes his tune a little. He goes from saying, you know, sin no longer has any hold over you, to don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. So, and it was like, just boom. that one verse that like captivated me. Yeah. Cuz it was like, okay. Sin is no longer the automatic default. Yeah. But we still can choose to listen to it. Yeah. And so how do we identify who we're choosing to obey? Like this is the yeah. meaty part that we just keep coming oh, back yeah. to like, oh, wait a minute. How would we even start to recognize what we're a slave to? Mhm. And what, when I was looking at it, I kind of looked up a bunch of like synonyms of the word because, you know, being like, don't you know that you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey? For me, it was like easy to kind of be like, well, I'm not a slave to anything. Let's move on. But it's like reworking it. It's like, don't you realize that you become completely subservient to whatever you listen to? You can be submissive to acts that lessen your love of God and elevate love of self, or you can yield to God. Okay, you just have to go back and do that, like, second half again. Whatever you listen to from yeah. there. So, um... Don't and just for my sake, I don't yeah. know if any of our listeners need it. Okay, so... <laughs> don't you know? Don't you know that you become completely subservient to whatever you listen to? Okay. So, right? are we talking about the radio, the TV, or what's going on in my brain? Exactly. What's going on in brain? And, like, what what is motivating us? What mm-hmm. is the why behind our actions and our thoughts? That's what we're listening to. I love it. Like this, when you started to unpack that, I'm like, this is where the mic drop happens that I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Because it's really one thing to have like, oh, a wandering mind. And yeah, I spent a little time thinking through that or whatever, yeah. dwelling on this guy did a thing that's been bothering me. It's, it's like, I got a thing in my craw, you know? Yeah. And then you're just like, wait a minute. So is this passage saying 
that the actions and behavior that have disturbed me, mm-hmm. and I think I have a case, right? Of course you I do. Have, of I course. have facts, Amy. Yeah. Is, you know, and I'm not saying I shouldn't do something about this situation. Yeah. I probably need to. But the pattern of my thinking, the response mm. of my emotions, if then I am, this thing is becoming a master to me, like what a way to reframe it. I'm like, can we say screw you on our podcast? I can't remember our language rules. I can't remember either. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's like, screw you. You are not going to master me in this situation. It's actually not the other person. The enemy of my right? soul wants me to be enslaved yeah. to the feeling of offense and insignificance and shame and irritation. Right? Like, yep. I, I don't think I'm the only person who experiences this scenario. No. No. <laughs> and so, like, as soon as we reframe it. Okay, so we're just confessing away here on our podcast, as per usual. First time you read through that in the sermon, I'm like, yeah, like, people that are enslaved to addictions like 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. oh you too <laughs> oh yeah you know the slaves to the obvious ones that are you yeah. know everyone can see that yeah. they're slaves mm-hmm. those are the ones about this oh yeah i mean you know you've said this so many times like you're writing the sermon and first you you kind of gotta like eat the scroll man eat the scroll yourself and be like okay this isn't actually what it's talking about it's talking about that as well. But not only that. Yes, but not yep. only that. So now that we've gotten right down to the gritty nitty. Yep. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast a while ago and I should be really smart and quote the person and the mm-hmm. books they wrote. I'm not going to do that. They were just talking about freedom mm-hmm. and what is the definition of freedom. And this yep. guy had gone and spoken to some big high schools in Texas and asked the kids what they thought freedom meant. Yeah. And they talked about freedom is do anything you want as long as it doesn't hurt someone else. That's such, I so then, continue. I won't interrupt so you with says, all my thoughts. So he's like, so I'm going to really fire some people up. I'd get excited if our listeners started to write us emails. I know. I would be super excited too. Okay. I check the emails on a regular basis now after I missed a couple. We should say more obviously controversial things. Maybe hmm. that's what it is. That's get what it is. Get people offended. Pe- offended people <laughs> write emails. They subscribe to podcasts to see what... I, we have a new strategy for increasing our listening. Um, so then they, of course, high school students. So he's yeah. like, so what about pornography? And they're like, no, no, anybody... It's always involving... As long as it's involving consensual people, they chose to be here. I get to... And he's like, so then if you decide you don't want to look at it anymore, then what happens? Are you still free? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like what a way to phrase it for mm. a generation that sees liberty to do anything you want. Because I know this yeah. resonates from my exposure to enough teens and young adults and adults. Yeah. That as long as I, but man, as often as like, if you've become a slave to anything, and I used porn because it's like super obvious, we also recognize erotica is a huge issue. Food. Yeah. Work. You get some time off of work and find out if you're a slave to all the rewards you get out of your job. Mm-hmm. You can be a slave to the affirmation and encouragement of another person whose yep. opinion you value. You can become a slave to anything. Yep. If it is mastering you, what you choose to obey, what impulse you choose to obey. Yep. What's driving you. Big deal. Mm-hmm. So what's driving you? Yeah. How do we know? I don't know if this is exactly what you're asking, but... It'll take us somewhere interesting. We exactly. What Jamie Winship, mm. that has been so... That Jamie Winship, that's yeah, his name, Jamie right? Winship. That's been so helpful for me to mm-hmm. just frame it in that way where it's like, not everything, but 
Ask uh, the question. Ask the question, like, is this self-protection or self-promotion? Yeah. Because a lot of things fall into those categories. Yeah. And instead, that's been really helpful for me in trying to, instead of trying to find, like, the nitty-gritty to start mm-hmm. off, just be like, okay, am I self-protecting or am I self-promoting? Mm-hmm. Okay. Self-protecting. Why am I self-protecting here? Yeah. Right? It's a helpful, big, broad category to yeah. at least... Yeah. And um, the, the the deeper... Um, like carrying that farther yeah. out and we've talked about this on the podcast before but I ask myself what other needs do I have mm. like even I break it down to the comfort of say foods yeah or drinks or things that are in the zone of this is normal acceptable behavior yeah used the wrong way right mm-hmm. so it's like okay so what about that you know I I turn to chocolate <laughs> yeah it does release endorphins in your body that's a legitimate scientific explanation for what's happening. Okay, fine. Do you notice how I can tell how often I turn to that when I'm bored, restless, mm. and agitated? So I do need endorphins. But wait a minute. This is like if food has become a substitute for what I really need. What mm. do I really need right now? Pause, deep breath. Jesus, I really need you more than I need food. This is actually becoming counterproductive mm. for my health, yeah. my well-being. Like... I don't want anything else to be something that masters me. The compulsion to do anything. Mm -hmm. It can be cleaning your house so you have a sense of control as opposed to cleaning your house because it's dirty and you just need to be an adult. Yep. Anything that compels and compulses us. It's not that the thing in and of itself is a bad idea. No. But let's like not become a slave to anything except God. I think what I hear you saying is like the, the recognition that there are needs that we have that we're trying to fill in ways yeah. that aren't the ultimately good. Right. They're a cheap counterfeit, really. A very cheap counterfeit. And they work in the moment. Yeah. So well, I think... Fast also just, and easy. <laughs> fast and easy. And I mean, let's face it. Our listeners are no dummies. They know the whole spectrum of all the things that this can apply to. Yeah. And we've seen it all. And all we're just saying is like, man, let's not be a slave to those things because we're not free and we want to be free. Yeah. And, you know, this passage goes on to talk about being obedient to God. Some passages, even translations, say slave to God. Mm-hmm. Is that not a little triggery for us in the 21st century? Oh, yeah. Because it's like, wait a minute. Any type of slavery, any type of slaves is bad. Yeah. So why would I just trade, you know, I'm not slave to sin, but now I'm chained to God. Like, and now I wow. just have to obey him. Very free. <laughs> Surely that can't mean what? We're saying it means. But you know what? It kind of does. There's a few passages where Paul refers to Mm -hmm. himself as a bond slave. Mm. And that is from like a less well-known, less well-quoted passage of scripture in Deuteronomy. Because how many of us have Deuteronomy memorized? (laughs) I don't. So it, it comes from Deuteronomy 15 where he's giving the law and it's like, man, if you couldn't pay your debts, Mm -hmm. you could be enslaved. So, I loan you, you know, 17 cows. You can't pay me back. Basically, you have to become my slave until your debt is paid off Mm -hmm. or my servant. servant. And so that's nothing extraordinary about that. Think about what debt do you owe that you cannot pay. Mm. You can't even comfort yourself. You can't fix the things in your life that are making you want to... You can't fix your spouse. And so you're turning to what to comfort Mm -hmm. yourself? You can't fix your kids. So you're turning to what to comfort yourself? Your boss, you know... I'm preaching to the choir here, but I'm hoping that this is helpful to some of our listeners. 
we can't pay. There's things we can't do. Yeah. There's stuff we can't solve and fix in our life. This is exactly when we get sucked into slavery. Mm. It's yeah. huge. Like, don't Deuteronomy is amazing. You just have to get some tools for interpreting <laughs> and understanding it, which hopefully you have good pastors and <laughs> biblical people in your life. So basically, then you become a slave. But when the debt is the debt is paid off, if you loved serving this person so much, you could become what is called a bond slave. Mm. And it says um, at the end of that passage in Deuteronomy 15, it says, you will take an awl, which is kind of looks like a giant nail, and pierce it through his ear to the door, and he will be your servant forever. Mm. And this is what Paul is saying when he talks mm. about being a bond slave. And in this passage, when he's like, don't be a slave to all these other things, be a slave to God. And in our Western culture, we have such a high value for freedom and autonomy. And God has given us all a free will. Yeah. But he's just saying, like, you, when you love this master so much, it's not even slavery anymore. You have chosen mm. to pierce your ear. You are marked forever. Mm-hmm. Everyone who meets you will see this hole in the lobe of your ear and they will know you have loved someone so much. You have chosen mm. devotion to them for the rest of your life. I don't know. That moves me. Oh man, that's way different than like be a slave, be a slave right? And even be a slave to sin who we know pays its wages in death. Yeah. And it's like the, the passage is like, because he loves you and your household. Mm. It's like, how much do I love God? And we can't even conjure that stuff up. No. But we can enter into worship and adoration and see what he's done. You know, the testimony, my testimony, your testimony. Mm -hmm. We look at what he's done and it captures us. It captivates our hearts. This is a God that we want to be in relationship with. Mm. It is not duty. It is not obligation. And if our listeners listeners are hearing this, it's like, man, I don't even have that kind of anywhere near some kind of a response like that to God. I just bless you to be free of the negative experiences you've had, just to be forgiven and released Mm -hmm. of some of the things that have happened to you. I bless you to be free of the rebellion that wants to deny the Lordship of Jesus Christ and is actually keeping you from this passionate, genuine, authentic encounter Mm -hmm. with a God who loves you. Mm -hmm. And you can also just cry out to God, you know... There was a man whose son was tormented by demons. Mm-hmm. And he came to Jesus and said, if you can help, can you help? And Jesus is like, what do you mean if I can help? I love it. I just yeah. always think if we were like having real life 21st century vocabulary, that'd be a yeah. funny passage. What do you mean I can't, if I can help you? And the father responds, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Oh, I love that passage, right? Well, that it's just like, I, I'm choosing to believe, but man, there's still a chunk that I just don't know. Yeah. And so this is like a prayer that any of us can come to God. I use it all the time because it was enough. Yeah. That's all he said. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Yeah. And I think we can come to God and say, uh, in honesty, God, I don't have any desire to Mm. be a bond servant to you. I don't want to nail my ear to the door. I don't want to be marked. It sounds like a lot of duty and obligation and not much fun. Mm -hmm. But I want to taste and experience whatever it was that made Paul that passionate about you, that made Amy or Michelle, right? Like, Mm -hmm. whoever it is that inspires you, like, just, God, I believe, help my unbelief. I want this level, this quality of intimacy, friendship, joy, and delight in a relationship Mm. with you really is the only thing that's going to keep us from being a slave to sin. Yep. Yep. And coupled with that is is the... Also, Jesus, show me when I'm listening to stuff that's not you. 
So good. A right? different way to frame it. It is because we're opening our hands and being like, you know, not like, oh my goodness, I need to get this sorted. But just like, Jesus, yeah. sh- show me. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Jesus said, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. He's going to convict you. Which yeah. sounds like, oh my goodness, you're sinning. No, he's just like going, woohoo. Yeah. Wrong hey. thought pattern. <laughs> hey. Whose voice are you listening to? Which can also be external things. The things yeah. I fill my mind with, occupy myself with. I mean, it's just like such a different part of my life now, but... There was a time where I just would turn to novels all the time as escape mm. and fantasy. But they also had all kinds of stuff in them that wasn't actually healthy for me. Mm. So do pay attention to also external voices, yeah. who you're surrounding yourself with. Yep. It's like, what voices am I listening to? The Holy Spirit will be faithful to you. Mm-hmm. And then I just really bless you to have the courage to pay attention and do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And as I was looking at and thinking it, you know, this a lot of times... It seems like fear is a big, a big driver mm. of becoming slaves to, you know, what, to, to even other people, mm. right? In the, like you said, the external things, right? Listening, yeah. but also the, right? The, the fear of, um, the fear of being misunderstood, the fear of being rejected, the fear of being abandoned, yeah. you know, it it drives us to become slaves of other people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and other words like codependency stuff and... Mm-hmm. Soul right? ties. Yeah, soul ties, right? All uh, all those things of... It's it's not necessarily just external or our thought patterns, but we can be slaves to other people totally in ways that isn't, opinions. hey, I am a slave to God and I'm offering myself to you to mm-hmm. serve you out of love... But it's a, like, I'm not okay until you tell me I'm okay. Then we're a slave to that person and their opinions. Yeah. We can be a slave to the world's viewpoint and yep. opinions, fear of showing up. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely struggle with that fear of showing up. Yeah. Yep. There's, I mean, there's as many things as there are. You Like you said, as many things as there are, you can become a slave to them. And the reality is when you begin to experience a deep and meaningful relationship with God. Mm. It's so satisfying. Yeah. That that the allure of some of, at least the obvious ones, mm-hmm. the allure fades. It does. And the power, the empowering passion, desire to choose other, mm. it does become stronger. I'm not going to say it ever goes away because I think the chicken line in my life just keeps moving. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, like, I don't want to be a slave to that thing that doesn't satisfy. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is listening and they're fine, like, man, I am a slave and I'm embarrassed because it's really obvious. I just bless you to be free of shame. Yeah. That shame is only going to go away when you look into the eyes of Jesus and you see he loves you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll become something, you know, that you're hungry for. I want to read some words out of the end of Song of Solomon over our listeners. Song mm-hmm. of Solomon. What? What? I know. Don't you know what that one's about? I do, and I love it. So, love it or hate it, you can read Song of Solomon a million ways. This, the Passion Translation has chosen to dynamically translate it, really focusing on our relationship with Jesus. And it's a beautiful mm-hmm. way to read it if you wonder if you can have a relationship with feelings and emotions towards Jesus. Read Song of Solomon <laughs> in yep. the Passion Translation. Um but towards the end, it talks about, you know, it's the whole thing. She runs away from him. She rejects him. She doesn't want his influence in her life. She picks other voices to listen to. It literally, mm-hmm. she's hearing other voices and she gets led astray. 
And then she comes back and he says, will you trust me if we go up into the mountains? And she says, yes, I will. And I just love that part of it because I just am like, okay, I know there's hard things ahead of me. Will I trust you, Jesus? And he's like, yeah, trust me. And then towards the end, he says to her, fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. This living, consuming flame will seal you as a prisoner of love. Like talk about the slave idea. And it's like to be so captivated by the beauty mm. and glory of who Jesus is that you are not hungry for other things anymore. This is my prayer. Oh man, yeah. This is my prayer. He says, my passion is stronger than the chains of death and the grave, all consuming as the very flashes of fire from the burning heart of God. Place this fierce, unrelenting fire over your entire being. Rivers of pain and persecution will never extinguish this flame. Endless floods will never be able to quench this raging fire that burns within you. Everything will be consumed. It will stop at nothing as you yield to this furious fire until it won't even seem to you like a sacrifice anymore. And so I bless our listeners to surrender to this love as they head further up and further in. Thank you.